you got you guys are clapping like you like me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, um, this is funny because um, last week Tara was like, "Can we have nobody to give a testimony next week?" I said, "Well, I'll do it," and I said it before I, my brain thought about what I was saying. <laughs> and so the whole week I'm sitting up here thinking, like, I can't wait for Epic Life, and someone's like, "You have something to do this week," and I was like, "What do I got to do?" And I was like, "I got to give a testimony." So as usual. I sent her my copy at 2 o'clock in the morning today, and um, she was like, oh, wow, I wish I could be there. And I was like, okay, great. But um, what, because I'm, I'm a late night thinker, and so what happened was I was in my bed, and I was like, Lord, what am I going to say? And so the first thing that came to my mind was like midlife crisis. And I was like, I'm not having a midlife crisis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mostly a midlife crisis is when like you're like, 25 or 35 and then you like have a job and you don't know what you're going to do for the rest of your life and you think life's over because society says when you're 30 and you're not a millionaire you don't have a house in the hills that you're pretty much a failure and I was like well that's not me because I'm happy with my life you know I don't have all that stuff either but uh it was like okay <laughs> but it was like what about an identity crisis and I was like oh I was like hmm and I was like, well, you got me there. And so obviously, as the Holy Spirit does, it just starts saying, just get your phone out and start typing. And I was like, all right, great. And I realized that I had gotten caught up in that in the months prior at work. And so we get caught up with our identity with like our relationships, school, work, and stuff like that. And what it means is that we just focus on something so much that we just pretty much leave everything else in our trail. Sometimes it's even God. And so what happened with me was that I had my head down and just working, 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 working. Like, why is it not getting any better? I'm working, I'm working. What's going on? And it was just like, I looked up and we always say, God, where are you? And you know that cliche Christian rhetorical question, if you and God are the same, I'm close to used to be, who moved? And I was like, all right, God's everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, I realized that it wasn't the proximity, but it was the quality of the time I was spending with him. And so I realized that because... What happened was that I'm a relationship-driven person, and so me putting my head down and just running past people was not being who I was. And so a lot of the times, I would always, like, like I said, get caught in me being so focused on one thing. Like he said, you focus on something so much that you kind of forget everything around you. And sometimes, like I said, we leave God on the back burner, and then we ask him, what's going on? Why aren't you helping me out in this area? And he's like, you didn't ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so one thing that I... Um, I started doing was that I started saying, okay, great, let me work on me. And obviously, when we work on ourselves, we find unlimited problems. And so I was like, it's like, it's like buying a fixer-upper house, and you're like, okay, I fixed the floor, but now the roof is leaking. Okay, I fixed the roof, and now the windows are cracked. And so it's like, you always, so I started, I found myself looking for problems inside of me. And I was like, that's not healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I could never enjoy myself. And so one, thing, one day the Holy Spirit said, Caleb, it's okay to grow, but it's, he's like, there's nothing wrong with growing, but there's nothing wrong with you either. I was like, wow. I was like, okay, awesome. So what do I do from here? And so what happened was that the first thing I did was I, um, I was so used to being a servant that I forgot that I was like a son of God. And so I was sitting there and I was like, okay, let me detach myself from all the rewards, the recognition, and all the uh, um, results of my job. And how do I feel? And I felt great because I was like, I just do my best being a son of God and the chips will fall where they may. And so one thing that helped me out with that was that I started being around people who were speaking life into me. And it was just like, the first thing I did was change my associations. Who's going to help me? Who makes me feel better when I'm around them? Who talks life into me and doesn't just try to use me for my handsome looks and my jokes and stuff like that? <laughs> but but I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, kind of. But... Um, <laughs> 
But then, but then I, I started read. I read um, Psalms 139:14 when it said that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I was like, God, what do you mean fearfully made? I was like, what does that mean? Like, being, I'm fearfully made. Like, God's not afraid of anything. So how do He fearfully make me? And I was just like, He just made me with such delicacy that He didn't want anything to change about me. You know what I mean? It's just like He He was so precise with it. He was just like, so like uh, like you know how they like make diamonds and they looking at them. He was just so precise that he wanted to make everything just right, and everything is just right. And so it's a funny time right now because we're watching the Olympics, the ultimate identity crisis event in the world. You know what I mean? Where, where, where not only people, but countries are judged based on what they do. And one thing that I found out was that um, a lot of people, their identity is mixed up in their habits. So you see somebody say, if I say, oh, well, um, Chris is funny. When you first meet, you wanted to tell you a joke. <laughs> Instead of even saying hi to her, what's your name? Oh, tell me a joke. He said you're funny. Or if I say, oh, they, oh, Jed can sing good. Jed, sing a song. Sing your name to me. I'm like, wait a second. He's a, what, what if they're a good person? You know what I mean? Like, we get so caught up with that. Even on the negative side where somebody might do something like, oh, they're a liar or they're a thief or they're a murderer. It's like, yes, it's one act, but it doesn't define who they are. You know what I mean? And the same thing happens to us when we're at work. Like, oh, they're a hard worker. So when you're taking a break, what are you doing? It's like, I'm a human being. Can I, I, have, I have two 15s too, <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, I was thinking like, well, who else is affected by that? And I found out that Michael Phelps was. He almost committed suicide in 2014. The greatest Olympian of all time almost committed suicide two years ago. And what he said was, struggling to figure out who I was outside of a pool. You know what I mean? Because everyone saw him, they probably just threw water on him. Like, hey, Mike, swim. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like, you're so used to him swimming, you don't, you don't like seeing him where, like, we're like, what are you doing with clothes on? Like, no, like, he's a human being like everybody else is. And so what happened was that he said, I just thought that the world would be better off without me. He said, I figured that the best thing I could do was end my life. And then I, I found out that he read The Purpose Driven Life because everyone has a purpose and everyone has a life. So you got to drive. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> but what, he, what he said was that he said, I cried through every chapter and I started giving out to everybody that I knew because his life finally had meaning. Then he came back this year and won like five more gold medals. And so one thing that I figured out was that before you meet Jesus is that you are stuck in your habits. You start saying, well, if I was the class clown in high school, I can't be serious now. Or if I was the jokester, I can't be the professional now. And so we kind of label ourselves by our actions instead of labeling it by what God says. And so one thing that um, I had to deal with personally was the orphan Caleb versus the son Caleb. And the orphan says, I do, therefore I am. And the son says, I am, therefore I do. And one of my friends, her brother, just won a national championship in wrestling. And he said, I'm a champion. I just had to work out like it. I don't, he said, I don't work out. I don't, I'm not a champion because I work, out, I work out because I'm a champion. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. He said, I just go out there and let God handle the rest. And that, that kind of blew my mind because when you think about being a son or a daughter of Christ, you think, about, you think so much about doing, 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 doing instead of being. You know what I mean? And one thing I found out is that God doesn't work his kids to death. <laughs> you know, we, we want to work our way into heaven so much. And God's just like, no, this isn't, this isn't a job. It's a family. You know what I mean? It's a family business where you're loved in. You know what I mean? You don't work your way in. And one thing that, uh, one of my guilty pleasures is apologetics. And not the way you think about it. They have the events that my friend sends me. I don't know why he's, I watch him when he sends them. But it's like they have a, somebody who defends Christianity versus like an atheist or a Muslim or somebody like that. And I just, one of my favorite guys is a dude named Frank Turek. And he just says like the most slick stuff. Like I like people with smart mouths. So he says stuff that speaks my language. And so one thing somebody asked him, he was like, he said, if Christianity wasn't true, would you believe it? He said, of course not. I'd be a fool. 
And that's exactly what Paul said in the Bible when he said, if Jesus wasn't resurrected from the dead, we'd be the worst of all people on the planet. So he said, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't believe it. But the other question they asked, and they said, what's the difference between Christianity and every other religion on earth? And he said, well, in every other religion, human beings work their way up to God. In Christianity, God works his way down to us. And I was like, wow, because it takes all the pressure off of us. And an example of that in the same Olympics was two divers, one named David Bodia and the other named Steele Johnson. And one of them said, exactly before, after the race, they, they won silver for the first time ever in U.S. history winning in a double di synchronized diving, not double diving, synchronized diving. And, uh, and they said, you know, it's just an identity crisis. When my mind is on this, thinking I'm defined by this, then my mind goes crazy. But we both know our identity is in, is in Jesus Christ. And the other one, Steele Johnson, that's a cool name, Steele, it says, the fact that I was going into this event knowing that my identity was rooted in Christ and not with the result of the competition gave me peace. And so I go to work like that now. I go to lunches like that. I don't have to try to make somebody like me because God loves me. You know what I mean? And so when, I, when, I, when we have that truth inside of us and we walk around with it at all times, it's magnetic and contagious. And I believe that identity breeds identity. If I'm myself around you, you have to be yourself around me. I'm not going to settle for anything less. And I love that when we come here and we see people worshiping and singing and just letting it out because it gives us the uh, right to do it too because we see them doing it. And if everyone in here, and I was talking to um, someone when Eric asked us to pray, and I was just like, you have a crown on, but you have a hoodie over it. You know what I mean? And no one wears a hoodie over a crown. If, if people are afraid of you to shine in front of them, that's their problem, not yours. You know what I mean? God gave you that crown for a reason. You know what I mean? And so when we walk around like that, then we have to understand that it's not us that make, it's not us that's special. God gave us, God chose us. You know what I mean? And he loves all of us. And one of my favorite verses when it comes to that, I'm sorry, my phone's in my pocket. I have too much Apple stuff. Um, <laughs> it said, um, it's Romans 8, 22 and 23. And it says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who are the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly wait for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. So what he's saying is that creation's waiting for us to figure out who we are. We're waiting for us to figure out who we are. Because when you figure out who you are, you wouldn't talk to yourself the way that you do. You wouldn't think about yourself the way that you do. Somebody said, you think more than you do anything else in life. We have over 10,000 thoughts a day and like 80% are negative. You know what I mean? So you have to watch how you think about yourself. And somebody, I heard a lady say, she, oh, that was loud. Um, <laughs> she said, let me find it in my notes. She said that uh, she, was talking, she was talking to God and, God, and God said, my thoughts about you are warring with your thoughts about you. You know what I mean? Because God has so many positive thoughts about us, but what are our thoughts about ourselves? You know what I mean? If we're not agreeing with his, it better be like, hey, God, you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm even better than that. Not, not really, but I'm just saying, like, agree with him. But at the same time, I talk about that a lot because when we, when a, in a world full of labels— Everyone's here as a label by somebody in society, in your family, somebody. But you have to know who you are, so the label just falls right off. You know what I mean? And so when you think about that, you look at people who are in jail or who are college dropouts, stuff like that. They, they live with that label forever, then they're going to walk around thinking they're a failure their entire life and not ever, put on, not ever take their hoodie off. You know what I mean? When God is calling us to shine bright, you know what I mean? And so... I love testimony time because when I first heard it, I thought, I'm like, and, and I was asked to do one. I said, well, I'm not a finished product again. Somebody said, nobody is. I said, oh, I'll do one every week. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but, but, I, but I love it because it's just about your journey. So everyone here has a testimony. You might not be ready to share it, but get ready because we're going to find out about you one by one. 
And I have Tara's phone number, email address, and address, and I will let her know you have a great story going on. But other than that, I love you all, and thank you guys.